All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. You sure you're ready, Hassan? Uh, let me just text my mom. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah, I think we should be recording while he's texting his mother. Hey. Let me know when you're ready. And good. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast Mobile Edition. I'm Ralph Quartucci. Hassan, Hassan. Namal. Here we are. Here's what we're going to do. Today is President's Day, so what we thought we would do is go to some uh, childhood uh, home homes of some of the famous um, Virginia presidents. And we thought we'd take a visit of that. What do you think? Ah, I'm just kidding. We're going on a laser disc hunt. You mean we're not going to go see Jefferson Davis's house? I we know just, you're a big fan. No, I'm not a big fan, and we just went on his highway. I think we've seen enough. So, Al, uh, let everybody know where we're going. We are going to Fat Cat Records in Ruther Glen, Virginia. And why are we going there? They have a the largest selection of laser discs on the East Coast. Is that true? So according to their Facebook page, yes. Wow. And why is today so special? Because we're going to go buy some laser discs and they're 50% off. There you go. You buried the lead on that one. <laughs> Is it so, because it's uh, President's Day? It is the President's, the President's Day, Day sale. Day sale. Uh, Some people buy cars. Fans. Some people buy furniture. I'm in the market for laser discs and a new car. We go up. Allison from in the, yeah, he is going for a new car. He uh, looked two days for that. Now we're going to do a little laser disc hunt. Um, it's always fun going into these bins and seeing what's available. Hassan, we're trying to uh, convert you to become a laser disc aficionado. It's tough. It's tough because I just got into Blu-rays. That's sad, but okay. <laughs> And I'm really liking the quality and, like, you know, futuristic technology they have in those devices. It's not about the quality. We're not uh, quibbling about quality. We understand that LaserDisc is a step above VHS and a step below DVD. But it has all the features of DVD, Well, I was there for both the VHS stage and the DVD stage, and I totally missed that LaserDisc gap. A lot of people did. What you may not know about LaserDisc, as Al just mentioned, is it's one of the first formats where they were able to add multi-channels. So you were able to have a director's track, or you were able to have, they literally had different endings that you could say, okay, jump to this chapter, you know, random access, and play this alternate ending that that we have here. So that's, LaserDisc was... uh, I don't know, Al. So it's it's DVD features with VHS qualities. It's a step above VHS. Yeah, you but could DVD, say DVD, DVD copied the features of what Laserdisc was doing, right? So you could buy yeah. a Laserdisc, you get a director's track. You could buy Laserdisc and get the music-only track if you wanted to hear just the track of the, uh, you know, the soundtrack or whatever. Yeah. Um, the other nice thing about Laserdisc... Well, let's... let's how, Al, do you have any idea how long, how, how long Laserdisc was... Well, I believe it was developed in the 70s, and it didn't really come into its own until the 90s, probably. Was it 90s or late 80s? Late I 80s, early 90s. I when I started collecting. Um, now, there was LaserDisc, there was Selectivision, which Selectivision's is a, a RCA, but Selectivision is a... plastic a, disc. Right, it's like a, vi- it's a vinyl, it's basically a vinyl record. Inside a sleeve, inside like a... Cartridge. Almost like a cartridge, like you would have those little... Uh, what are the little small computer disc cartridges like that? Floppy disk. Floppy disk, but bigger, <laughs> bigger. So you'd stick this, you take this thing, you stick it in the machine, and you pull it out, and the laser disc gets, so the disc ends up, stays and, inside the machine. And it uses a uh, stylus to read the information. So it's actually touching the, yeah. like a record. Wow. Um, and then laser disc is a big, giant, like, CD. So if you look at a laser disc, it's the size of a record album, 12 inches, I guess. Yeah. yeah but it looks like a CD, silver and... 
and it's dual-sided. They are dual-sided. Um, and I collected those like any, you know, so you go from VHS to Laserdisc, and then Laserdisc fades out, and DVDs come into fruition, and then now it's Blu-rays. But for some reason, for me, and I think Al can speak to this as well, Laserdisc has retained some of the... You know, the feeling you have when you look at a laser disc, it's not so much the quality. You don't care that it isn't as good as a Blu-ray or a DVD. It's just tactile. It's like a record. And I didn't collect vinyl. Yeah. But collecting a laser disc, it's it's tactile. So you have this beautiful big album sized, yeah. you know, cover with some art on there. Sometimes the art's you know, yeah. the art is as good as any art. Uh, liner notes out the wazoo. Some of the special boxed editions come in giant boxes with all like maybe six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven laser discs in there. You know, if you don't have a player that flips automatically, you're getting up every thirty minutes to f flip it over. That can be a bit of a hassle. Uh, I have been able to find a couple of laser displayers in thrift shops for about fifteen dollars, which is good. And they all they all have worked so far. I haven't had any belt issues or drive issues. I mean, I don't use them as much as I probably should, but, um, so anyway, we're on our way to Richmond to go to this place and see what we can pick up, and then on the way back, maybe we'll show off a couple of them and see what happens, but as we're going down there, we got about a 45-minute trip. Al, can you lay out some of your favorite laser discs or something you might be looking for today, or what is well, the purpose of this trip for you? Um... Well, I, I have collectivitis because I like to collect things. and uh, Things or people, not people, right? No. Okay, good. I don't have a human zoo in my uh, <laughs> basement. That's good. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Laserdisc because I never had them. They, they were always like ri uh, like a rich person's toy kind of thing. I like, guess in so, the beginning when it started, sure. Yeah. Um, the players weren't cheap, the good ones. Yeah. That's for sure. So I always had VHS growing up and going to the video store and renting the VHS. And, um, you know, and now that uh, Ralph was so kind to donate one of his players to me, I... Uh, I have another one if you want one. This time. He does. I get some extras if you want to, you know, hook it <laughs> you up. You really have, all. like, yeah. extra... I do. I mean, I, you know... You, $15 at a, you know, you don't find them that often. And when you do, it's like a gold mine. I found two in one shot. I couldn't believe it. So yeah, we could get you hooked. Now, Al, did you? Were you? Did you have Laserdisc before you joined the podcast? Or I never had Laserdisc. So you started when you started the podcast, basically. So I hooked you on Laserdisc. Y you did. That's a riot. Just because when you came over, you looked at them, or what was I, it? That... I, I like dead formats. Of you I, do like dead formats. Yeah, I like. Uh, you know, I, I like dead audio formats too. I would love to get a cylinder player, but. I haven't gotten there what yet. Is that like 1940? What is it? Well, that was uh, that would be early 1900s. Wow, Edison cylinders. Uh, 1900s. Yeah, it's the first format. Wow. That's what that thing that I that rock thing that I put on the record. It sounds a little <laughs> like it could come out of that thing. <laughs> um, all right, so you didn't have any laser discs before you met me. Nope. You knew about them? Yeah. Okay. I knew about them. Well, boy, when you got hooked, you got hook, line, and sinker, though, because you got you beefed up your collection pretty well, haven't you? I did, yeah. I got I got a good deal on Craigslist up in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Where I got, uh, I don't know, I think I got about 30 or 40 laser discs out of that. And Just, a player, oh, wow. too, right? Yeah, I, got, I actually got two players. So I have three players in my house right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I started, I... Oh, what? Yeah. 
That's what happens. It's a disease. Why? Uh, in the 90s, I had a huge laser disc collection. Okay, I was collecting. Yeah. Now, I've moved probably 17 times, three houses, three wives. You know the story. We don't have to go into that again. Maybe we'll do a little uh, soft dissolve to some past <laughs> video of my, my life. Flashback. But anyway, long story short, laser yeah, discs ended up, who knows where they ended up. And I ended up, like, maybe I left them in one house that I, I don't know, because it's just too, they're, they're very heavy, they're hard to move around. Well, my second ex-wife moved to New York, and it turns out she had all, probably 80% of my collection in a storage facility that I had to help her move. Oh. Uh, so I took them because she never was the only reason she had them is because I had them and she would never watch them anyway so that got me back into getting the juices flowing again for Laserdisc so then I go to this uh, in Brunswick, Maryland there was a uh, the Mark trains were doing like a train day but in this little town was this uh, you know an antique store and I go in the back of the antique store and lo and behold is a stack of about 25 RCA Select Division discs. Now, if you look at those, those have some crazy art on the front of them, too. Yeah. They don't have all the features of a laser disc, but they, they look like a giant floppy disc with some cool art, some really 70s, like really in the in the time. Uh, I would say those, those look worse than VHS, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I guess... I, guess. I, I think mon- I think not mostly, super VHS, but you know, most regular. of the players output mono, not stereo. I think they you had to get a special like, like stereo. Well, and, and to add to the twenty, uh, whatever twenty or thirty discs that I found, he also had a Select Division player there, and I got the whole stack and the player for fifty bucks. Wow. Okay, Good so deal. not bad. I couldn't test the player there. I had no idea whether it worked or not. Uh, so I, I was going to buy this thing sight unseen. Took it home, and sure enough, lo and behold, turned it on, the thing word right up, and I could play the discs. Now, like you were saying, yeah, it's mono audio, but also it only had, this particular player only had an RF out that you just run to the antenna or channel three of your TV. So it had no SVHS. It had no, you know, even composite, uh, you know. You mean S-Video, not SVHS? No, SVHS. No SVHS output. You get confused about that. I don't know why. What's an SVHS output? SVHS is a type of VHS that's a super VHS. No, I know what that is, but what I don't know what, what that what does that output. What did I say? Like? SVHS or yes. S video? I meant S video. That's what I meant. I'm okay. quibbling with my I'm in the middle of my lovely story about how I So anyway, long story again, long story short, I get back into it. Fact check and, and started collecting laser discs again. And um, the good news now is people are kind of selling them fairly cheap. Uh, every once in a while, you, you know, you can go on eBay and get them, and they're they're a little they can be pricey on there, especially for harder, out, of, harder, out of circulation stuff. Yeah, harder t- titles. Well, they're to find. all out of circulation. Yeah. But I, I think there's really a, a niche market for like horror and sci-fi and anime, so people tend to pay a lot for those, um, especially if they have cool covers. Like yeah, I, it's I, funny. The the one thing that I um, got was, before I even got really got into Laserdisc, is I saw this, uh, I saw an, saw an article about cool Laserdisc covers, and um, one of the covers that, that I loved was a Japanese version of The Thing. Oh, really? By John Carpenter. So, I found out, I was going to go to this horror convention, because all the, like a bunch of The Thing actors. Wait a minute, horror? Horror, oh, not oh, horse. Ah, it's horror. Right, okay, okay, I just want to, yeah. you know, keep not this rated PG-13. Horror, okay. Yeah. 
so the, a bunch of the actors from the thing were going to be there, and I was going to get them to sign the cover of the Laserdisc. But unfortunately, USPS being the shit uh, uh, entity that it is, uh, they totally destroyed the cover and the uh, and my copy of the thing. So the cover was gone too. The disc yeah, was, it was totally. I, uh, I think they sta- they stabbed and shattered the entire disc and stabbed through the cover. So it was like oh my god, totally unusable, which was very disappointing. That happens. I see that a lot on eBay when people are commenting what could, I have not had one of those when I got them shipped I haven't had anything break yet yeah. I've been lucky that way I think it's just our local post office that sucks ass maybe the, I don't know I don't know I mean it also depends on how it got packed you know people are pretty yeah. if they really want to protect it they wrap it pretty yeah. good so okay Hassan I know you're not in a but you mentioned BHS right yeah you grew up in Egypt yeah so is that what you were watching in Egypt on VHS? Where were you getting your VHSs? I honestly I don't remember if we had a VHS in Egypt. No, we did because we used did to not. rent the, we used to rent a lot of Jackie Chan movies. Right. Uh, on what? On VHS? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we rented a we had a lot of we had So uh, so you moved movies. here to the United States when you were how old? I was six. Oh, okay, so that you know, that's I'm, early. I still... I thought you were late, older. Oh, okay. So, you yeah. went... So, were you watching VHS when you came home? I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what your favorite movies might have been or what, like, VHS it's, stands out in your mind that... I don't... I don't actually remember, like, any, uh... Any of my favorite movies when I was younger. I just remember I loved renting. We used to go to the corner store and rent... Me and my cousin would rent a movie every weekend. Where, do you remember if um, all those titles were dubbed, or did they have uh, Arabic subtitles? I don't know. But he was six when he came yeah. over there, so he wouldn't... I would have been... I was younger than that. Yeah. Over there, so... Uh, but I used, to, I used to record all my shows on VHS when, when we got here. Like, I grew up just, like, recording yeah. all my shows and, like, playing them back whenever. So, uh... And I remember when we when we first had got the VHS and I was able to like watch all these movies that I could never like find anywhere. Uh, but I never I didn't, I, I totally missed the laser discs. Well, like he like like Al was saying, it really I mean believe me I was not a rich man in the nineties, but it was a niche. Yeah. It was niche because the players yeah. were very you know very expensive. Uh, you know, when I say expensive, let's say two hundred dollars. But you could get a VHS player for what? And that, that was two hundred, two hundred nineties dollars. Two hundred nineties dollars, right? So, um, and then when DVDs came out, it that was like the thing. Death. It was like right. that. Came, that I just like I wanted a DVD player so bad because there were so many DVDs coming out, and I just like I felt left out for like the longest time. What, what was your uh, first DVD, Hassan? Do you remember? Like the player? No, no. I mean the movie. What, what was your first movie that, that you, you put in? Oh, oh my uh, god! Yeah, look at that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, Sounds like a story behind this one. Pokemon, the first movie. Wow, <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I saw it at Toys R Us, and uh, that was. You saw the DVD? Yeah. Oh, they used to sell DVDs at Toys R Us, didn't they? Actually, uh, when, when we were at your house and you were giving us the DVDs the other day, that was one of the movies that I picked. Cause really? I was, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember if I dropped it later because I was like, ah, I'm gonna walk out of here with a Pokemon movie. <laughs> um, but I was, I was gonna take it back. It was because, like, I was like, oh, like, 
my very first movie ever. I don't remember. I remember the jump from like cassettes to CDs. That was a huge deal when you could yeah. put a CD in. And I remember the thing, the, the 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 music they would put out really to play to to show what the CD was. A lot of you know big band music, right? Glenn Miller, all this stuff that you've been listening to for years on scratchy records and crappy cassettes. Suddenly you got a CD. I don't remember. I think I remember thinking when DVDs came out, oh my God, there goes my laser, laser disc is dead. Yeah. What's, what's the purpose of that? Yeah, because, you know, you knew that they were just, it was going to die. It had to. It had to. But, but you just couldn't let go of, it's like any, like vinyl collections, people with yeah. their vinyl. It's, tacti- it's the tactile feeling of holding that thing in your hand that, mm. that keeps it alive. In my, in my you know, for, why I get them is I just I like to tackle and if you look in the podcast on our YouTube I frame those things I mean a lot of people do I'm not it's not something I created but my favorite movies I pull the pull the discs out and I frame them into those those album frames that you can get and I get a bunch of them on my wall yeah um, and you can't do that with DVDs or Blu-rays and liner notes is the other thing that you know when you open up that laser disc and you can you can read you know what what's on the laser disc or somebody there's there's you know especially if you get a special collector's edition they have books in there dedicated to what the movie was about I mean that you just can't beat that can you imagine if I try to frame a DVD cover <laughs> no I mean you can display them somehow I'm sure there's a way to display those but they just don't have the punch that you know yeah. a good laser disc art has I remember when I started meeting like people that were uh, collecting vinyls and I was like completely, I was like so jealous that like, they, they, they kind of had like this weird connection with it. Total connection. And it was because they loved music so yeah. much and this album came out whenever and uh, they kind of grew up with it. And I kind of feel like I would have had that connection with movies had I known about Laserdiscs back then. Well, I don't, I have that, I was, we talked about it on one of our podcasts where it's the same experience when you see a movie that really meant something to you. Not only do you remember the movie, you remember the season you saw the movie in. Yeah. You remember who you were sitting next to, you know, especially if it's a girlfriend or, you know, whatever it is, the group yeah. of guys you were with. When I saw Jaws, I remember the row of people we were with seeing Jaws and Alien. I can remember all these things. But the other thing I remember specifically is the movie theater I saw it in, right? So that's always in my brain. Yeah. Laserdisc kind of, for me, brings that back. It's that feeling of when you pull it out of there and you go, you know, you're looking at a movie that maybe you haven't seen in a long time. It just brings that all back again. It's a, it's a great... And, and, and I used to be part of that Columbia record Columbia company. House, yeah. Well, Columbia House had a Laserdisc. Yeah, what the fuck is with the collections? Well, weekend? because it's the... Uh, President's... People driving we'll cut, everywhere. We'll cut that up. Yeah. We like the police, by the way. We don't have a problem. No, you don't. Really? Fuck 5-0. Oh, boy. Blue Lives uh, Matter. <laughs> fuck off, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so it is. It, it, there's a visceral feeling I get when you when you have that collection and you look at stuff. And, and you know, and Columbia House was great because you get 10 or 15, I forget what it was, in one shot. Oh, that was like Christmas every three months or something. It was great. Well, what was great about that is I would do that for CDs. Uh, you know, I get my 10... 10 or 11 for a buck or whatever and then yeah. I would never order again right. I mean they knew you don't think they knew that oh they absolutely <laughs> how did they make money doing that I though I have no idea yeah, how did that I have work no idea. 
do they just assume that 95% of the people are going to keep ordering stuff? Were there late fees? I, I forget how that worked and if you didn't... Well, the thing is, I think you technically agreed to a contract, but yeah. since I was underage, you can't really make a contract with the... Kid. I forget, was there shipping and handling with that? They had to be making yeah. their money somehow. They were, I think they were overcharging for the CDs when you actually went to buy them, yeah. so that, you know... Now, would they press CDs specifically for Columbia House, or were those, like... I think bin outs or whatever you call it when when you know you go and what are, you're like I, I uh, want to say it was all like BMG titles, but I can't. But can't. for the laser disc, I mean, it was pretty. I mean, you could beef up your collection. Pretty yeah, quick. I actually remember getting K nine with uh, Jim Belushi from uh, Columbia House <laughs> on VHS. <laughs> on VHS. Yeah, because I got a bunch. I got RoboCop one and two on VHS from them, if I remember correctly. Now you know, do you have the same? Uh, uh, what do you call it? You have the same feeling about VHS that you do for Laserdisc. Well, you do, you're new to the Laserdisc, though, yeah. so that's hard for me to. I think because I don't have a VHS player, um, I think La- I think Laserdisc does give me the same feeling because it's like uh, recently I've just been sitting down and watching old movies that I liked when I was growing up, and yeah. it kind of like brings back that that feeling of just you know renting a movie and putting yeah. it on and yeah, because this days of streaming, you know. You can pretty much get any movie you want. I mean, it, it's it has taken away the joy of pulling that thing out and you know, like like Hassan was saying, I have a box full of DVDs. I let you guys go through. You know, I just I don't need them anymore. It's so it's kind of I feel gluttonous with all the DVDs I have. There's no reason mm-hmm. to have that many because yeah. you can't watch that many. Plus, it's streaming. But there is a subset in my group. Of DVDs that I will never uh, yeah, give away yeah. because they just whatever the meaning behind whether it was the Red Sox 2004 or even a, a show that I had worked on that I got DVDs for uh, you know because now I'm collecting or I'm purchasing Blu-ray I'm much more picky with my Blu-ray now than I ever was with DVD because I don't need to because like like I said you can stream all the time I don't need to. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> get as many Blu-rays. I just don't. I don't care that much. And and frankly, if it's a movie I really, really want, I don't care about the quality so much. I'm not watching it on a high-res TV or 4K or whatever. You know, I'll, I'll download it digitally and I'll watch it on my computer or watch it on my, you know, tablet or whatever. If it's a movie that I really, really, like, you guys know I love Zodiac, there are certain movies I have in my collection that I watch all the time. Yeah. In my digital collection, not in my Blu-ray or even Laserdisc for that matter. But there is something really nice about opening up that Laserdisc, putting it in the, putting it in the thing, and, and just, it just I feel like I'm back to that feeling I had in the 90s when I was putting Wait, those things in. You know what I really miss? I miss video stores. Because I feel like um, there was this one particular video store that I went to when I was a freshman and sophomore in college the first time. Um, called North Campus Video in Columbus and it was uh, they could have they had anything you could think of and it was great just going in there and looking at movies and you know maybe picking one off the shelf and it's awesome when you pick one and it's like something you don't know about and the movie turns out to be awesome and you feel like you found like this diamond in the rough kind of thing yeah it's, a, it's different then because you can do that on Netflix and all these right you can go through and it's that whole um what do you call it, uh, option paralysis, right? There's a whole subset memes of people who you just, forever you're just searching on yeah. Netflix and you never land on anything. You mm. never just go and say, this is the one I'm going to watch. 
And nine times out of ten, if you do that, it ends up being a piece of crap anyway. What? Yeah. I've had good choice. Good. I mean, once in a while, you hit them. Yeah. Um, but it's few and far between. Especially with Netflix laying out all these movies that, that, that are just pouring. Yeah. Like, I watched one last night called uh, The Ritual. Have you seen that with the four guys or five guys that they go to Sweden and go camping and they end up end up at some cult that's got some oh, god. That. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, you know, I just try it. And Bright, have you watched Bright? No. The there's Will, a, Will there's Smith. traffic coming up. I keep hearing about it. See that. I keep hearing about it. Yeah. I, you know what? It, it got They're trashed. making a Bright, too. I know. It got trashed by critics, but you know what? It wasn't bad. <laughs> and, you know, Netflix, is, all Netflix cares about is your... <laughs> Is your subscription? It got yeah. trashed by critics. It did. It was. No, it did. It got. It's it, critically acclaimed as a pretty bad movie, but uh, yeah. it's not. Have you seen it? It's not. Have you seen it? No. Okay, watch it and then tell me what you think. Okay. All right, because I didn't think it was that bad. Again, you guys know this. I'm very surfacey with movies. I don't really get into subtext, so maybe I missed something. But I no, like it. It's I, like the counselor. Ka- same Kara thing. said the same thing. That it was. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, I liked it. Um, but again, Netflix doesn't care. All they care about is that I keep using Netflix. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain things they know that I'm going to watch. That's why I get those, you know, you get the, hey, check this thing out, check that out. Um, so, yeah. but, but again, what that's done is the idea of having a collection that means something to you is kind of, you feel a gluttonous, like I said. Why would I collect these if I can watch it all the time? But. Well, not everything's available. I mean, there are... Well, there is that. You can't there's a like, massive amount available, One of the titles everything. I have you can't find anywhere called The uh, Sorority Girls at the Bolodrome. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> no. It's awesome. I'll, you should, I should make you guys watch that. What? I'll, just, I'll, have to, I'll have to rip a copy or whatever. You, I just record it or whatever you do. Um, What's it about? Uh, let me see. I got it on my phone. Since we have traffic, I guess we can... <laughs> we can watch ah, so, it. I guess we're not so we watching, but I guess I can describe it. Let me see if I can find the title. We got a little traffic, right? We got traffic. We can text and drive. Yeah, I'm not texting. Okay. It's the same thing. No, I'm not. I'm not paying attention. Using your phone and driving is. Okay. Here. Never mind. I'll do it. I'll let you read it once. Let me find it first. Look, we got plenty of. What? What is the mo? Here it is. My movie database collection. All right. Let's see. It's called something Bowler Drum. Let's see if I can search. B O. Keep an eye out for me, would you? Read the the, uh, description. Read the title first. Sorority... (laughs) Sorority babes in in the slime ball... Bolarama. Sorority babes in the slime ball Bolarama. I need to see this, Ralph. I know you would. I figured you would. Read the description. Can you read? Are you having trouble reading or something? No, no, I'm good. When three college guys get caught spying on a sorority ritual... They're forced to accompany the pledges on their f- next assignment, stealing a trophy from the bowling alley. But the, to- <laughs> but the token they pinch has a devilish imp who makes their lives a living hell. Oh my God. It's got three things we like. It's got a bowling alley, yeah. s- sorority girls, and an impish elf. <laughs> Right? A devilish imp. A devilish imp. Oh, okay. Devilish imp. Devilish imp. Impish elf. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there you go. It's a trifecta. Chris, you going to want to rent this or borrow it from the what's old a, library? What's a devilish imp? It's a, probably a little, like, creature. It's a little demon. A little demon. A little short guy. 
So the token they stole. It's a trophy. A token yeah. or a trophy? To- token's a trophy, yeah. yeah. Oh, the trophy. So, uh, yeah. Does the trophy come to life? No, they're stealing the trophy. Probably the devilish imp didn't like the fact that they were stealing the trophy. You're getting off on the point here. You're, you're, you're getting lost. The fact is, I own devilish that. Devilish imp I own threw that. me off. That's one completely. that didn't get thrown away. Thank is that, God. Is it on a laser disc? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, these are laser discs uh, I'm talking about. Um, yeah. We're going to have to do this one movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are doing the counselor. I'm going to find out why everybody why? hates that movie. You're going to give me a reason why, because I can't figure it out. I think it's awesome. Ridley Scott, I think your movie's awesome. It's terrible, Ridley Scott. You should be ashamed. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the early, uh, not early, a lot of the movie directors really embraced Laserdisc. I think your boy, uh, uh, Natural Born Killers, yeah. Oliver Stone. The, the Natural Born Killers collector's edition yeah. is awesome. You know, these guys really embraced it. And some of them, like I said, really got into the fact that you could randomly access, you would literally be able to program your Laserdisc player to go, okay, Play chapter one, then three, then seven, then five, then two. Right? <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? So that you, so you could, because they put different scenes. They put deleted scenes or they put alternate scenes in there. And you could play it so that it would play in the order that you want to watch it. What? Yes. And you can't do that on DVDs. I, 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 I You probably could. Uh, Maybe probably with a could. certain player. I've never yeah. seen it, though. But, uh, you know. And you got to remember, VHS comes out. And the cool thing about VHS, and Al mentioned this, was you could record stuff. So that was the early, that's when you yeah. first started being able to shift time, right? Oh my God, I'm, I'm going to miss Saturday Night Live. No, I'll just tape it. Laserdisc, unfortunately... You just had to have the TV playing at the same time. Well, they had those machines. Remember VCR Plus and all those machines yeah. that would turn you could, your TV on and then program your VCR and then... Well, you could select the channel you wanted to record, right? Yes. Yeah. VCR right. Plus was awesome because you would program both the TV... And the cable box, basically. Yeah. That's when, to flip to whatever channel you want, turn the VCR on, and then record it and shut it off automatically. And then, of course, TiVo changed, changed everything. TiVo changed the future, yeah, man. Yeah, changed everything. Um, <laughs> All hail TiVo. VHS had been doing that long before TiVo came along. Um, but Laserdisc, it was too cost prohibitive for them to be able... You could. There were machines that record on Laserdisc, but as a home operation you couldn't do it i remember so, remember tivo came out and i was just like great just one more thing i'm not going to be able to afford uh, what, what is it was that it was really that? tough it was it's really tough <laughs> no tivo no dvd so you couldn't rewind no blu-ray no you have a blu-ray now yeah yeah uh, uh no dvd uh, yeah is it because your parents didn't watch movies or what it was weird <laughs> okay but is this confessional cab or whatever that's <laughs> confessions in a cab? Taxi cab confessions. Taxi cab confessions. <laughs> Why was it weird or something? Because um, we, I remember like we got a DVD player and then it was like, it was like, a tr- it, was, it was, I don't know, it was the most amazing thing ever. Right. And um, my dad got caught watching porn on it. <laughs> <laughs> My mom threw it out the window. <laughs> she threw the DVD player, not your dad. Yeah. Well, that's good. And then we weren't allowed to have a DVD player for the longest time. Well, 
explain it. It wasn't allowed. Yeah, allowed. <laughs> it was like. So when you brought the Blu-ray in, was there? Did you get the hairy eyeball? From the <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, no, I deserve this. I'm 24 this. years old. <laughs> I put in my time. That was my father, not me. <laughs> I've paid for my father's crime. She says the apple doesn't fall for it. <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh my God. Yeah, I guess that would hamper the DVD viewing process. <laughs> yeah, I was so Thanks, mad dad. my dad. I was so mad. That was like the one good thing we could have. Oh, wow. Ruined hey. it for me. I, I'm definitely going to give you the laser player, and I'm going to give you the stack of, um, we're going to find them here. Playboy came out with tons of laser discs. Oh, yeah, oh, they do God. have those there. No they do. I bet way. They do. Playmate of the month and all oh, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking for 1976, which was a very hairy month, I'm going to say. <laughs> a very hairy year for Playboy. Big fan. <laughs> fan. So maybe, you know, that's it. Hey, Mom, look. Ralph gave me a laser display and you walk in with Playboy. <laughs> all of a sudden, there's a laser disc going out the window. <laughs> you know, I just want to bring up the fact that, you know, kids these days have it really easy when it comes to pornography. Oh, come on. Because, like, <laughs> when I was growing up, you'd have, you'd have scrambled porn channels, and you'd have, you'd hope that for one second, you get a, it yeah, would align yeah. so you could see what was going on. Dude, I had, uh, all I had was uh, uh, Sears catalogs, <laughs> and waiting for the, uh, the swimsuit edition of Sears catalog, and of course the... <laughs> The underwear part of it was always good. And that would come right Sears. into the house. You know, that would be... That would come right you say, into your home. Yeah, you, you say Sears, and all I think of is, like, washers and dryers. Oh, I, I totally No, Believe me, it's affected me. You don't think it's affected me? You know. <laughs> walk into Sears. Hey, it's always a deal, weird little... I had to deal with dial-up. My oh. mom would... I, like, I would get back from school, you know... Use the computer. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would call back later, and she's like, "What happened? Like, why couldn't I call you?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know. I was doing homework or something." There was there was 15 minutes I couldn't call you. What were you doing? Yeah, she's um, so I, I that was still easy. On the internet, mom. It was still easier than uh, just trying to look at the <laughs> scrambled porn. I remember like, scrambled. It was still like hard finding it. Like I remember like half the fun of of like. Getting porn is kind of like the search for it. It's like figuring out like I don't it's know, the it's the it's the get to what it. do you call it? It's the uh, the hunt. It's the hunt of the. Uh, <laughs> did, did you did you ever, ever the have hunt. the thing where so like one of the things in my neighborhood was like the older kids would hide magazines in the woods. Yeah, I mean, did, did that happen? Tree houses, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I, I honestly I didn't hang when I was growing up. I don't remember like Playboy. Like, like that kind of idea where we'd hide them out in the woods. I yeah. just don't, I, you know, we weren't into that. It was funny. Like, I, I'm not one of these guys that went into my dad's drawer and found him in there. I just don't think he had them, you know? Not like your dad. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I DVD. didn't know. I, wow. I had no idea where he would have kept it. Although he's, he's no my idea. age, so I understand. He's my age, right? How old's your dad? Uh, By the way, you called out your dad on national TV. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> National, national TV. Oh, okay, local. YouTube, YouTube is worldwide, baby. In our car. In the car. To the oh, three people that are going to watch this. Your parents don't watch the show? Thank God. No. The stuff they learn. It's actually, it's very the hard. stuff they would learn. It's been very hey, hard. We almost my mom on a podcast. What exit am I trying to get off? We got eight miles. Okay. And, and what, just give me the exit number. All right, just hang on. Technology is hard. Uh, Al right now is trying to find me. So, 
It's been very yeah, hard so I don't remember. explaining to them what a, how podcasts work. So. Uh, do they understand radio? Yeah. Well, there you go. It's I mean, 110. Okay. It's radio. Yeah. Okay. You just don't want them to listen to it. I understand. <laughs> you know, I don't blame you, especially when you're calling out your dad like that. That can't be good. Uh, but yeah, as a kid, it was a Sears catalog, of course, the Sports Illustrated yeah. swimsuit. Like, I, right now, I could care less about that. But boy, that was the years of Cheryl Teagues and those just insane. And that would come straight into your home. Uh, there was another catalog that would always come in. Not Sears. I forget. There was one that would come in. Oh, uh, Victoria's Secret. Especially if you know if you, if you had a wife or something. That thing was always coming in. And Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, you, you know why the Me, the Me Too movement is because we are sick. And, and men. And it's just ridiculous the amount of what society, what they're doing to just pummel you with all these images. They're still doing yeah. it. The Me Too movement... I don't know why we're getting off on a tangent, but you know, I think your no, dad watching he, porn kind of got me started on this. But, okay. you know, you look at the Me Too movement, and it's very important. It's empowering women. And then that golfer goes on the Sports Illustrated, and she poses naked, right? And it's supposed to be, oh, you're empowering women to be naked. They should be comfortable being naked, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, again, it's such confusing messages. Which brings me back to Laserdisc. Because Laserdisc was early porn that you could freeze without getting jitter. Okay. Oh. And this goes to how sick people are. Okay, so, so laser discs, depending on how long it's recorded on one side, there's CLV versus CAV, right? CLV, you could fit an hour on a disc, and you couldn't freeze frame cleanly. CAV comes out, and it's 30 minutes on a disc, and you're allowed to just, you, once you hit the freeze, you can jog frame by frame and see. People were so sick, they would go with a laser disc and go to, like, The Little Mermaid or Roger Rabbit. And they would look for places where the animators put little sexual stuff. Yeah, dirty jokes, yeah. Dirty jokes. Like, in one of them, somebody jumps over a log, and if you freeze it, you can actually see the, whatever the female character's hoo-hoo was. I think Jessica Rabbit, they did some, and The Little Mermaid Was girl. that when she was flying yeah. out of the car? See, I see? Think... That's what I'm talking about. Like I said. <laughs> see? What? That's frame number 162537 <laughs> on side three. You can actually see the Little Mermaid's hoo-hoo. Right? What? Yeah. And it was Laserdisc that allowed you to go boom, 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 right? Obviously, DVD and Blu-ray, that's, that's normal. But on Laserdisc, was the first time that you could do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? It's revolutionary. <laughs> so imagine getting, the like, the Playboy, you know, Playmate of the Month stuff. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine being a kid with that? Shit. <laughs> I mean, now, like like Al's saying, it's just kids can stream it on their phone now. It doesn't it's everywhere. Matter. It's you, you everywhere. Don't have, yeah. It's everywhere. Uh, kids but these laser days can't, don't have to work for anything. That's right. Damn kids. Everything's fed right to them. <laughs> Adam Carolla tells this great story. Adam Carolla talks about ripping a page out of some magazine, right, of a woman. And he'd have it in his wallet. For years, he would pull this thing out. <laughs> Look at it, because that's all you had. You couldn't, right? You couldn't get it into the house. It wasn't streaming in. So we're sick. It's sick, sick. So that brings us back to Laserdisc. So, Al, we're about, what, 10 minutes from this store? Six minutes. How's the anticipation? Is it? It's it, building. You feel it building? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to see how, what you think about it, because there are so many in there. Like, I, I haven't wait. seen this many. Listen, I see a little, like in that store I went in Silver Spring, there was just two, a little yeah. tiny section. It's the thrill. It's like people going for albums. It's the thrill of thumbing through. Like, I don't want to see, I want to see it as I'm thumbing through. 
It's kind of like what eBay. When eBay, when you search for laser discs and you just scroll down, every once in a while you hit one that you just go, wow, I, I want to get that. Yeah. So, Hassan, are we going to get you hooked? Should we get you a couple laser discs and let you have the player? I don't know. I think I'm kind of hooked already. There you go. We've, we sold them, Ralph. What do you think? <laughs> Miss Playmate 1982? What you, just, you know what? I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, <laughs> when am I, I going to get a chance to actually use this laser, this laser disc player? Here's the problem. One other problem, they're loud. Okay? So as soon as you turn it on, your mother's going <laughs> to hear like it. It's like a jet engine. Right. It goes, <laughs> the thing has to turn. The platter's going to turn. So, Hassan, are you, what are you watching in there? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, there'll be no silent. I'm on my phone. Well, it's no. like, I mean, I start work at four now. Especially if the door opens. <laughs> yeah, I well, start work at four now. Right. But the thing is, I wake up and my dad's there oh. now. Like, he, he doesn't have to work really early, so he doesn't. Um... And then he leaves when my sister gets home at two. So I mean, I and then I then so I what are you saying? You have, work, no, you have so no quality time by yourself. I, Is that what you get? I don't have any time that I can watch television at home without anyone else at home. Well, listen, you're at work very late. <laughs> Let me bring my laser display. <laughs> I'm sure Mitchell would. You're watching, like, wherever work is. I don't know. Do you work with a guy named Mitchell? I have no idea. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, maybe we'll get you a couple laser discs, get your, get your collection started. Yeah. Frame, no, frame a couple, put them in your room. Because, you know, I want to be What's your favorite vinyl? movie? If there was a movie you wanted, non-pornographic, what movie would be the first laser disc you would want to get if you could find it? Damn, non-pornographic. And then the po- it can't be Pokemon. It's too old for that. But if that's what you want, that's fine. Well, I was like, I think I'd have to see what they have because, I mean, my favorite movie is The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but I don't think I... Uh, that gets too late. It might that, be too yeah. late. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to they, find it on that. Birdman, definitely th- not on the list. <laughs> yeah. I think they stopped yeah. around 2000, maybe. Really? Yeah, because I, I was looking for Fight Club. Because that's one of my oh, favorite films. Fight Club. But they only released that in Japan, and it's going for like three hundred dollars. What so, the wow. fuck? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's collect. You know, it's collectors. Crazy yeah. collectors. Uh, we went this exit. I'm sure Lady Tarantino's Smith? got it. What? That's what he said. Lady Smith. Yeah. Oh, weird. You go here all the time? No, I pass right by here all the time, and I'm always wondering, like, who's going to Lady Smith? Here like, we go. What Laser band? capital of Virginia. <laughs> what band was like formed over there that like named themselves Ladysmith and named the whole town after it? Al and I saw this Facebook post of a woman who found a I don't know, closeout or something at some Laserdisc <laughs> store, and she had a picture of her driveway with a U-Haul, uh, one of those U-Haul carts, outside yeah. carts, you know, like a, you put a motorcycle on or whatever. Just laser. There's at least so, two thousand laser discs. Stem to stern. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything. It's like too much is too much, but because you can't watch all that. But Jesus, I can understand. I can understand why she get all excited. Probably cost her a lot of money, but so this will be fun if it's been as as big as you say. Because I have a feeling nobody's clamoring to get laser discs here. Most people are going to be looking for albums. You know, it's uh, me and my friends who are going down to I think either Virginia Beach or Richmond one time. Uh, make a right up here. And we passed a tour bus. And we have no idea who the band was. We just saw, like, all the members in the tour bus. And we just called them Ladysmith. 
because this was the exit <laughs> we saw. So you named them after this town? We named them after this town. But because... Ladysmith Tyron Auto's right there. Everything says Ladysmith. Ladysmith yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> Ladysmith Exxon. Ladysmith How did you Blue find Power. this place, Al? Uh, I found it on Craigslist. They advertise. Were you looking for <laughs> records or laser? Discs? I was looking for laser discs. Oh my! You really? What section, were you looking for the store for M section? So, Al, what movie do you want to find? Uh, they had a copy of Mallrats, and now that it's 50% off, I might buy it. How much was it before? It was like 20 bucks. Wow, that's, that's a little so too they're not, much So they're me. not cheap. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, up here, you want to make a right onto Center Drive. I hope to find a couple Burt Reynolds uh, movies. Not this one, it's the next one. I'm looking for Hooper, mm-hmm. Sharky's Machine, oh. Smokey and the Bandit. I think yeah, I have this one no, right here. This one? Make a right, yeah. Oh, man, my, I can feel my heart racing right now. <laughs> Beating fast. Uh, just make a left past that Giuseppe's. It's at that Lady Smith sign. Oh, is that a pizza place? Yeah, make a left right up here. There it is, Fat Cat, spelled with a K. I don't see anybody here. There's a Giuseppe. It's open, right? Yeah, it opens at 10. I called them yesterday. They're definitely open. It's, Are you sure they're open? It's, yeah. It's a laser. Wait, I'll get a get. I know, but I want to get a. Uh, it's a Monday morning. <laughs> I guess we're going to take a little break. Do you want to record going in there? No. And uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, kind of show off if we got anything. All right? Awesome. Break. Let's do this. We must never forget that we are human. And as humans, we dream. And when we dream, we dream of laser discs. All right, here we go. So, All right, here we go. That's my hey, that's my catchphrase. It's gonna catch on. Here we go. So here we go. We are backing out of Fat Cat CDs, DVDs, and laser discs, and we all had a laser gasm. Uh, well, Ralph had a laser <laughs> gasm. I had a laser gasm. Uh, we walked away with uh, lots of uh, product. Laser Wait, would you product. say we we bought we combined we all bought about a hundred? Or... Well, I had thirty. How many did you get? You son? had thirty-seven, so yeah. that's sixty, whatever. Sixty-nine. How many? <laughs> and, and how many you have? Did Actually, you I didn't count how many. Oh. I remember how much though. Yeah, it was under it was like, I don't think. I don't think it was he like had thirty-seven dollars. Three of them were over one dollar, so I'd say. Anyway, Fat Cat Records in at least time, La- Lady again? Smith, Virginia. Oh, Lady Smith, Virginia. They had a uh, half-price sale today because of the President's Day. And, it was awesome. You can find them on Facebook and on Craigslist. How did you find out about them again? I searched for Laserdisc on Craigslist, okay. and they come up when you search <laughs> the Washington, Craig, uh, Washington Craigslist. And in fact, he has a warehouse with 13,000 more Laserdiscs, yeah. he said, roughly. He said he's and literally players. coming for our money. Yeah. Um, we offered to help him move some of the stuff out of there, but he didn't take us up on that. I <laughs> uh, can't imagine why. Uh, so we nerded out in there a little bit, and what we're going to do now, other than drive home and go get something to eat, is uh, talk about two of our faves that we picked We picked out. So we're going to start with, uh, let's start with Hassan. Okay. And uh, he's going to let us know a couple that he picked, and uh, we'll talk about them a little bit. Uh, I saw, hang on. I saw. Oh, you got it. Okay. The Last Boy Scout, which um, I thought was hilarious, having Mad Bit. Uh, Damon Wayans, Wayans and uh, Bruce Willis. So you've never seen it. If you've never seen it, uh, think it looks <laughs> looks interesting. 
Not only does it look interesting, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, who directed that? Flip that thing over. Uh, it says... Who did it? I think it was produced by the guy who produced Die Hard. What's his name? Uh, the producer. We're going Fredericksburg or Richmond? Uh, Fredericksburg, We're going please. north, right? Yes. No idea, dude. Doesn't so say? Pictures anyway, it's so a Tony Scott film. Tony Scott. I knew it. Didn't he, he draw, uh, jump off a bridge? Die Hard? <laughs> What does oh that God. have to do with anything? I don't know. Anyway, that's not watching a movie. It's one of Bruce Willis's better, I have to say. I think he was, I, I just love the way he played it in there. And, and Wayans, you know, he, he's hit or miss with movies, and I thought he did a great job. It looks playing. like he's a Super Bowl winning you know, football he's, he's an star. Ex, yeah, he's a, yeah. not Super Bowl. You can't well, he say has Super a ring. Bowl. He looks like right, a Super but Bowl. But it's not right. the NFL. It's some weird focaccia. <laughs> Uh, football league because they couldn't use NFL teams. I think That's the, hilarious. They were the stallions or something because he did, one of the their mascot rode a horse. I think there was something Wait, stallions. The, uh, the one, the one scene I remember from that film is wow. in the very beginning when the guy pulls out the pistol, like the running back. And they shoot something. Yeah, he starts shooting players right, on, on the, the field. field. Yeah. yeah, he's running down the field and he starts yeah. shooting people. Oh Bruce Willis God. plays a detective whose wife is banging another detective. Uh, and of course. And he ends up in a conspiracy thing. It's all about gambling and and of course, Bruce Willis saves the day, and him and Damon. It's a buddy. It's a buddy cop. Yeah, it's, I love it's buddy lethal cops. weapon. Yeah, so I think, I think <laughs> lethal like weapon called the last boy scout. Nice. What was your second favorite? And oh, here we of go. course, Rumble in the Bronx, my favorite Jackie Chan film. Where nice. it's like his like first time in New York, uh, visiting his uh, cousin, and. Um, you know, gets in all kinds of crazy Jackie Chan shenanigans that I love. What'd you like about his uh, shirt he was wearing or something? It's just the, okay, honestly, the cut-off sleeve and jeans combo. Are those mom jeans? Known, I think so. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they are. Like, you know, he's got it's like the sporty wear of the acid wash jeans mixed with the, the black cut-off sleeve. It's like a very, like, very uh, kung fu movie kind of look. Actually, I think in, like, it's weird because I think part of it, it kind of looks like a leotard. Like he's wearing like a <laughs> leotard, yeah. and then he has the jeans over. Now, the what's leotard. he playing in this movie? Does he come from? Does he come to New York and he's a fish out of water? What's the point of the movie? I can't remember. Really? Think, but is he yeah. your favorite movie? Yeah, dude. This is, I all those girls. But you don't watching. remember the plot. All that mattered to me was the action of it. You know? Okay, tell me. It something. Was, he was visiting. He, okay. He now, was, he was looking down. for. Um, he was looking. He was. He moved to New York. He's helping his cousin with his store, or he's working in his cousin's store, or something. And uh, this gang like attacks the store, and you know he has to like save. So he's saving save the, the neighborhood. Store. Yeah, he's saving the neighborhood. He's getting the girl who's I think is like related to the cousin somehow. Really? So, so this really movie's etched in your brain, huh? Yeah, really? dude. This is the What's on action the cover? film. The Bronx, Twin Towers. Oh, yeah, that's an early. What year was that made? Can you tell us that? Flip it over. Jackie Chan, Rumble in the Bronx. 1996. 1996. Nice. Yeah. 22 years ago. Wow. Check that out. So that's Hassan. We got him hooked on laser discs now. Uh, stay in your lane, Ralph. Uh, maybe I should perhaps stay in my lane. <laughs> I'm not even uh, reading or anything. All right, Al. You got a couple you want to Al's show? Al's up. Sure, let's do this. Al won the, uh, we're not going to say how much, but Al did top everybody price-wise. It wasn't I, that much. And quantity-wise. And quantity, that's right. I, I went for the quality. You went for the quality, not the volume. Yes. Uh, I mean, first ended up with the volume, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
Uh, first up is uh, The Thing by... Oh, of course. Directed from, by John Carpenter. Well, this came out in... 1982. 82. Hassan has not seen that movie. Excellent yeah, film. Quite know. possibly the I best... I seen it. One of the best horror films ever made. Wow. Uh, it's up there. And it it's definitely a has... film or is it a... I, mean, I would say it's it horror, it's it's a it horror sci-fi film yeah. that's very psychological. See, that's what I, I for me. Yeah, I guess it is. I, I can't call it a straight sci-fi or a straight horror. Yeah. So it's a sci-fi horror. Yeah. It's horror. And it has by far probably the <laughs> best creature horror. effects in any film. In and and done ever. in 1980, probably before 1982, because yeah. it came out in 82. Yeah, and they're practical effects. There's no yeah. CGI in this movie. Yeah, there but are some it, matte paintings, but that's not CGI. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which it, it does stick out in one scene, but other than that, like the creature effects are just, and the sound, it's just fantastic. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's all around one of the best. And they tried to in the sequel in 2011. Uh, I didn't tried, even bother watching. Really? That. Yeah. They tried to capture. I mean, they captured the look, but again, they were using CGI for the effects, and just it pales in comparison to what's going on. We know. I I think that was. Hassan, you need to see this. I know. I think that was a forced studio decision because they, I think they tried to do practical. Uh, practical. And there are some clips on YouTube that you can watch of like really? some practical stuff. But I think they just, you know, the studio. Yeah, and it's funny care. because in the you haven't seen it. it's actually a prequel. It's a it's a sequel, but it's a prequel because it takes place. It's what happens before the dog is running in the start of this movie. Okay. And what happens over in that oh. Swedish camp? Is that is that the end of the movie? Is the dog starts running? Yes. Okay. But, and they, you know, and you see some of the things that are icons in this movie. Yeah. Axes in the wall. There's things that you would recognize if you saw this okay. movie. So for that reason, it's sort of interesting to watch that other movie. It's certainly not the impact that this one has. It just can't. Yeah. Um, and some of the way, you know, they change some of the how they figure out who's who compared to what's going okay. on in this one. So it's a little well, different, but still. This, this has uh, Kurt Russell, who's also in uh, Escape from New York and Escape from L.A., has Keith David, who's in They Live. Um, yeah, so it's a great film. Yeah, a lot of uh, actors you would recognize but not quite know the name. Yeah. Except for Wilford Brimley. Yeah, Wilford Brimley, He's the uh, Quaker Oats diabetes Don't you have his guy. Autograph or something I do. I went to. Uh, you went to with the thing. Went to Monster Mania last year and got his autograph. I got. Um, oh, who did I get? I got uh, Windows. I think that was the guy who was in um, the Warriors. Maybe. Yes, he's the guy that gets thrown. Yeah. Onto the subway. Yeah. Onto and the track. He was also in and Justice for All. Did you ever see that with Al Pacino? I had the DVD of that, but I never watched it. He plays it. the guy who Al Pacino. Pacino films. You know it? No, but and I should have gotten all while we were over there. Well, I didn't see many, actually. Like, yeah. you didn't, there weren't many. Carlito's Way was there. Oh, I didn't I see. I didn't that. see. Well, and I got um, uh, Donnie Brasco. Yeah, great there. movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Never seen that yet. Johnny Depp was good in that one, too. Um, so, but that's that, not two of my favorites. Yet, the, so. the other thing I want to point out about this film is... Um, the dog is amazing. Like, he's the most well-trained right. acting dog I've ever seen a in a movie. Yeah. There's this one when scene. When he's playing, the, when he's playing yeah. you're not sure if he's the... He is the monster. Yeah. Or the creature. And, yeah, the way they... Yeah. So tell us what the scene you're talking about. The, it's just the way... There's a scene where he's creeping down the hallway, and he goes into... Um, the other, the one guy's yeah, room. Yeah, you're right. He sneaks in. With yeah, the shadow he just there. he just like walks slowly and pauses, and it's just amazing. Yeah, that, you're wondering what they're doing off camera yeah. to make him do that, which is 
always interesting. But I, I talked to the guys at the Monster Mania, and they said that um, him and his owner had, like, the strongest bond, and he was just an amazing dog. So. Yeah, it's just all around. It's, it's just a crazy. There is a little, yeah, the matte painting. It's not CGI, but when they show the, the spaceship, the spaceship yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but all the creature stuff was all practical. Yeah. And just, just amazing. And they used, uh, I just loved it, the scene where he, the doctor puts his hands. Oh, yeah, right. You know how they fake that whole thing? So the hands clamp and he loses his arms, right? Yeah. They hired a little guy, a little person, an amputee. Oh, really? So when, when they come back and you see his arms yeah. get chopped off, it's the amputee with a mask of the, to look oh, like the actor's face. Yeah, so it's what? all kinds of cool stuff. So you're going to have to watch that one to get a good... Yeah. Okay, what's your second one? Uh, my second one is a Japanese edition of Dune, Woo! directed by David Lynch, uh, starring Kyle... McLaughlin? Uh, McLaughlin. McLaughlin or McLaughlin? I will go with McLaughlin. Well, what's it say on the back? McLaughlin? I don't know. It's in Japanese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so is this with American sub English subtitles? Or? No, this would be with Japanese subtitles burned in. Oh. They, you I have can't... a Pulp Fiction version of that, yeah. and you can see every time they drop the F word, wow. you figure out how they spell that in Japanese. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, this... so did you, you haven't seen that movie, though, you said. I've seen parts of it. I've read the book. I know it doesn't follow the book that closely because it's David Lynch, and I'm sure he did his own thing. Um... So I'm going to give it a watch. It does also have Sting in it. Yes, yeah, Sting is in the is in Dune. Yes. Again, a lot of actors who, if you see them, you'd recognize them, but you maybe you just don't know their names. That movie was huge. I mean, I mean, production-wise, it was yeah. huge. And you know, there's a whole another Dune that was supposed to be. Yeah, Jodorowsky, uh, right. who did the Holy Mountain. Right. Which, there's a whole which, documentary yeah, about that. The yeah. documentary is very interesting about the take he was going to go. David Lynch went, you know, in the direction that he took. Yeah. You know, but he, you know, Kyle MacLachlan was in Twin Peaks, so it's yeah. a lot of people. I don't know if Blue Velvet. This, yeah, I don't know. Is this before or after all that? I can't. I don't know the timelines. I imagine it's after 1990. Blue, it's after. I imagine it's after Blue Velvet. Yeah, it's after like Blue Kyle Velvet, McLaughlin. maybe slightly before Twin Peaks. You gotta see how much that is on online. Dude. Hey, speaking of Kyle MacLachlan or McLaughlin and creature effects, have you guys ever seen The Hidden? No. It's the same idea as the thing, but someone down on Earth, you know, on Earth, but in a city. Okay. Where so this creature in? goes from person to person. And Kyle McLaughlin actually plays somebody who's hunting this creature. Huh. And it's very fascinating. I also read a little something about, on that hidden laser disc, actually, there's a director's track. Yeah. And they, this, the director was talking about what makes a movie star a movie star. Why is it that some people, when they're up there, just... And he says, Kyle McLaughlin is one of those guys that if you look at him in person, eh, you know, he looks like an average guy. He said, the minute you put a camera on that guy, there's something about his facial features that give him that it's movie just star right, Maybe it's really. just like the right proportion. Whatever it is, movie screen, the face, he said, Kyle McLaughlin's one of those guys that has that. You just, you can't explain mm. it because you see him in person, eh, puts him on the movie screen, he's a freaking movie star. Wow. You know, he had the best scene in Showgirls in the hot tub. Because <laughs> you've seen Showgirls. That's yeah. Kyle McLaughlin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know him. Yeah, you should get Stay it. Not, not from that huh? scene. Not Stay from, in your lane, In my lane. Not from that scene or anything. We're, we're behind an Airstream, uh, which Jen and I are going to get and travel. We're nice. Gonna, we're going to walk the earth. That, really? Uh, so you haven't seen Dune, so you're going to have to give us a report after you see Dune. Yeah. There's some weird stuff in that from what I... I mean, I've watched bits and pieces... But couldn't sit through the whole thing. Does, does he ride the sandworms in this? There are sandworms. Yeah. In this, yes. I think Sa salt worms. I think there's salt. Oh. I think Beetlejuice kind of ripped that off. Was that, the Beetlejuice was sandworms. What about yeah. uh, Tremors? Dune was salt worms. Tremors is great. Yeah. Those are what do they call those things? In Tremors? I forget. Uh, oh. 
Graboids. 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 Yeah. I've only seen the first one. I know there are like six. The best one. Yeah. All right. Sanchez. Now, tough decisions, but let's put up the 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 Falcon and the Snowman will be the first one. All right. Here it comes. Boom. Falcon and the Snowman. Uh, Starring Sean Sean Penn Penn and Timothy Hutton, who both starred in the movie Taps. Do you ever see Taps? No. Together? And Tom Cruise. It's an early Tom Cruise film where they play in a military base. But anyway, this one is a spy thriller. And it's actually, according to the the person who owns uh, Fat Cats, based on a book. And he said this movie follows the book pretty well. Anyway, they play... Alter boy friends, they've known each other forever. <laughs> they grow up. Sean Penn is a drug dealer. He has a cheesy mustache. Cheesy, he cheesy goes from mustache. Alter, and a really alter boy to drug yep. dealer. And a really that's not away. that far of a drum. <laughs> and uh, he's got a, he's got a cheesy mustache and a squeaky voice. Timothy Hutton's father's in the FBI. So Timothy uh, Hutton, and the reason it's Falcon and the Snowman is he uh, Timothy Hutton has a falcon, a pet falcon that he is part of the the way he trains him and all this. But anyway, Timothy Hutton ends up working for the government. Uh, his father gets him a job in NSA or something, and he ends up working at this place where, you know, they have secrets. Yeah. And Sean Penn and him, Timothy Hutton basically is getting angry about the way the U.S. government is lying. So he decides with Sean Penn, he sends Sean Penn over to the uh, Russian embassy in Mexico, and they start selling secrets back and forth to the Russians. Hmm. And it's all about how the unhinged friend Sean Penn gets Timothy Hutton involved. Timothy Hutton's an idealistic kind of guy, but he is. He's, he's, you know, he's a traitor. But it's a kind of an interesting look at their relationship and how it affected uh, the spy thing that they were doing and how it affected Timothy Hutton's relationship with his FBI father, and it's just fascinating. And, and Sean Penn's relationship with his family being a drug dealer and all that. It's a very kind of slow-moving spy uh, thriller, which is I'm, it's I'm not actually, even a thriller. It's a very, it's very, it's drama. It's I'm, re- I'm really interested in seeing this actually. Well, maybe yeah, you can too. borrow it. But uh, is it like I, uh, The Departed? No, no. It's it um, sounds like it's similar. Well, but this isn't a crime. Story. It's a crime. Uh, they're, yeah, obviously they're committing a crime. But it's the it's Sean Penn's unhinged. So it's how he's dealing with because he start he wants to make money selling the secrets, yeah. and he just gets over he goes over the top. And he's wide open about what he's doing, and it just gets Timothy Hutton all in a lot of trouble with his relationships, both his girlfriend and his family, and including his Falcon. It's a fascinating movie. Anyway, this was put out by Orion Films, which put out a ton of great 80s films. Really, but they're not around anymore. Yeah, unfortunately. They were a good, from what I understand, a creative studio. And, you know, they just couldn't keep making money, and there you go. They don't exist anymore. And the, the quote on the back of this is, Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton are inspired. This is a great film, Roger and Ebert, at the movies. Our, that's our, that's our, uh, or Sis, that's and our Ebert, reviewer sorry. in, uh, he's our, he's our, what do we call it? He's our sponsored viewer, reviewer, Roger, uh, Roger Ebert. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's good because um, you kind of get the feeling that these two guys in real life have a relationship, Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton. Obviously, they were in TAPS together right before this. Um, it's just, it's just well done and um, just, just a good movie. So I was glad I found that one. And my number second pick... All right, hang on. ...is a, one of my favorites. An early Gene Wilder, Rod, uh, Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor collaboration called Silver Streak. Um, and it's, it's, it's really what established, you know, uh, Wilder and 
and Richard Pryor went on to do many of these kind of buddy things. I don't know if you remember uh, Silver Streak. There was... Uh, uh, hear No Evil, See No Evil. Hear No Evil, See No Evil. The other oh, one, which yeah, I love, is the one where they're in prison and they, and they become a... Uh, Gene Wilder becomes a rodeo star. I can't remember. What's the name of that? Stir Crazy. Okay, right? yeah. Great movie. But this is, I think, the one that started. Although, back up a step. Blazing Saddles. I just got Blazing Saddles. Okay, Blazing Saddles was written by Mel Brooks and Richard Pryor. Okay. okay. Richard Pryor was supposed to play the Cleavon Little, the sheriff, in um, Blazing Saddles. But for insurance purposes, or he was drug addicted, they just couldn't, couldn't justify getting him on the set, which is why Cleavon Little came on board. Gene Wilder was not even supposed to be in the movie. But the guy they hired to play the gunslinger that Gene Wilder played was too drunk. He had the DTs. He couldn't remember what? lines. So Mel Brooks calls up Gene Wilder on a Friday and says, we need you down here in the set. Would you mind playing this part? On Monday, he is down doing this is the part and it's you know it's one of his classics okay Hmm. so anyway so there's a relationship there that started early between Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor this is kind of a buddy version they're in a movie together and they play a couple of bumbling guys I don't know if you've ever seen the famous bathroom scene that they do where they put Gene Wilder in blackface and he's got to pretend to be a black guy and Richard Pryor's teaching him how to be a black guy (laughs) oh my god okay I mean nowadays you'd look at that and go okay that's a little bit but back in the... What year was that, man? What kind of uh, back does it tell you? 1971. Hang on. Copyright is... Ni- packaging copyright is 83. Oh, so maybe it's a late, early 83? 80s. 83? Okay, maybe early 80s. So it's an early collaboration with these two, and it's pretty funny. And Jill Clayburg, I think, plays the kind of uh, Gene Wilder's love. Oh, I'm interest. sorry. This, this is from 1976. There you go. 1976. It's just a funny comedy. They end up in some crazy caper on a train, which is what Silver Streak stands for. And it ends with a famous special effect where they crash a subway into, I think, Grand Central Station. Yeah, there's a uh, New York City. thumbnail on here of that. Yeah. So it's just a very, very funny movie. And I haven't found that. I haven't seen that on Laserdisc before, so I'm kind of... And Blazing Saddles is what started off the relationship Well, Bla- I don't know what exactly, if, if, if Gene Wilder knew Richard Pryor before, but I'm sure he did okay. because they're all writers. Yeah. Um, but that's just, it's just an interesting coincidence that they end up in a movie together. And they did a ton of these. And they see no evil, hear no evil, I think you guys yeah. mentioned. They kind of, you know, like everything, they wane a little bit. But this one and Stir Crazy, I think, are two of their, for me, two of the best collaborations that they did. This one's very funny. And um, in 1976, so I would have been either a junior in high school or a sophomore in high school. Uh, so that's when I saw that. It's, it's quite funny. So that was my, uh, those were our Laserdisc favorites. And believe me, we could show a whole bunch more. But we could. I mean, if you want to. I can't because I'm driving. If you want to pick one out of your box and talk about it, we got a little bit, we're getting a little traffic. We don't have to do this. We can stop. What do you think? Do you have any one more you want to uh, show? See. Let me reach that. around here. Let's see what I pull out. Did you just say reach around? (laughs) Maybe. Please don't. There's a steak and shake coming up. Oh, God. No, thanks. Chevy's or whatever you said. Chewy's or whatever. Chewy's. Yeah. Okay, here's a dollar. Here's a dollar. dollar. Oh, 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 Time Cop. Oh, my God. A classic. (laughs) Time Cop with uh, JCVD. (laughs) Jean Claude Van Damme. You know what? I was actually looking for Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Sport. That's a good one. This is sort of later in his career. Yeah, this is like 90s, right? Yeah. It's I like 93. Some of that takes place in Washington, D.C. Oh, 1995. Yeah. Tell us about it. Give us a little synopsis. Oh, hell, I don't re- remember that much. Do you want me to much. tell you? I, I could 
read the back, but... No, I'll tell yeah, you. Okay. Tell no, read the you. back. So, okay. okay, read the no, back. No, 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 no go ahead, Ralph. Jean-Claude Van Damme plays a Washington, D.C., what they call time cops. And these are they figured out somebody has invented a way to time travel and go back in time or back and forward in, in time to... Uh, the reason they hire these time cops is people are using this technology to go back like before the Great Depression and short a bunch of stocks so they make a bunch of money in the, in the present. Mm. So these time cops have to go back and grab these people and it's punishable by death if you do anything to stage. So there are scenes yeah. where... People are back in the uh, the, the American uh, Civil War, and you see a, 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 a platoon of people, and they're carrying gold bullion. So these guys come from the future, steal the gold bullion, go in the present, and they're making tons of money. So they have this time cop group that goes back and back to, to get these guys. So John claude Van Damme is one of those. In the movie, his wife ends up getting... Uh, he Because they're on to John claudes group, they start killing off these guys. And they go and, of course, he beats the shit out of a guy, but they end up, I think, killing his wife. So and now he goes he back go, in time. So to he, now he goes back in her. time. He's coming back and forth. And he actually, so he comes back in time and he's there with himself. Like he's watching him, you know, uh, court his wife-to-be. And it's this whole thing about him going back and changing time. And Aww. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty, it's a B-movie, but it's not badly done. Yeah. And again, a lot of actors who you would, Look at and go, hey, that's a guy that was in, uh, he's D-Day from, from Animal House. He's this person from whatever. You don't know their name, but they're in this movie. And the effects are kind of cheesy. Yeah. Who directed this one? Uh, direct. Peter Hyams? No, he did Sudden Death. Uh, the, Another there are no credits on this, believe it Really? Or not. No yeah. director's credits? Oh, wait, here we go. Uh, directed by... Never mind. We'll have to cut this out. Screw you guys. Doesn't tell you? Directed by Peter Hyams. Yeah, yeah. So oh. he did this and he did uh, the, the Grey Hockey movie, which I forgot to mention on our Slapshot podcast, uh, Sudden Death, another J- JCVD classic. So he, he's rocking... Wait, what? John claude was playing the, uh, in the oh, hockey No, movie? he was playing a security guard. Yeah. It's like a diehard in a hockey It's shot in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. At but he ends up playing Arena. goal. He does end up in the goal, <laughs> saving a couple of shots. Jesus. He, and he does his... He does one of his famous splits in his time. Yeah, now. yeah. They got the thumbnail on the back. Yeah. He's also rocking a full that? mullet show as the, well. Show the thumbnail. Lean in a little bit. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Right there. Is he yeah. naked? No. He's got short he's got, shorts yeah. on. Tidies. But, but he's rocking the full mullet. Yeah, he's got a mullet. In 90s style. Yeah. The, he's got the Billy Ray Cyrus look. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So that's a good one. That, right. was, that was a dollar. That's good. Yeah, a dollar. Well, marked down from two. There's a 50% discount. Reach back into Hassan's box and just pull one more out. Oh, yeah, I'll reach into Hassan's box. Just, <laughs> pull the front one out. That's Pull the front one out. I don't know if I just can reach that out. Oh, yeah, just pull one out. Yeah, just pull we'll one do the out. same. We'll do one more for him and one more for mine. I like the oh, randomness. Wait. I think that's mine. Hang on. Uh-oh. You got to reach into Hassan's box. Wait, 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 wait. What is it? If you pull it, you got to talk about it. Ah, uh, hang on. Because it might be mine. <laughs> it's not. Okay. I feel like I'm going to get decapitated in a car wreck right now. Well, don't worry. I'm driving. What could go wrong? I'm under, I'm under 60 miles an hour. This is ridiculous. Virginia. 95 in Virginia. Yeah. All right. Well, 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 here, here's, here's, one, here's Ralph's. Oh. Let's talk about Black Rain with Black- Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah. I saw that. 
Another famous Michael Douglas movie. Talk about a mullet. I think he's got a beautiful mullet in this one too, if I remember. Oh yeah, it's very it's very wavy and yeah. Well, he's got curly. the he's what he's got is he's got the <laughs> slick back like he did in Die Hard, but he's got the mullet. Die Hard? You mean? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Wall, Wall Street. Street. Wall Street. Yeah. So he plays a detective in New York City, I think. Um, oh, this is a Ridley Scott film. Yeah, I it's a Ridley know. Scott film. Andy Garcia and him play uh, partners. And there's the crime syndicate from Japan pulls something off in New York. I think it's the New York City. Yeah, the Yakuza clan. Yeah. Um, and they have to go to Japan and go. They're bringing. They're actually bringing the guy back to Japan, extraditing him to Japan so he can be punished in Japan. And of course, somebody comes on the plane when they get to Japan, and they, the guy escapes. And now. Uh, uh, Michael Douglas and Andy Garcia have to deal with the Japanese culture police officers and the American gung-ho, I'm a magnum, you know, I, I can do whatever I want, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> and it's how Michael Douglas adapts to their culture and they, ad- they adapt to Michael Douglas' culture. Now, the whole point with Ridley Scott is its atmosphere. Yeah. So this came out after Blade Runner, obviously. So, But it's a very thickly atmospheric movie you know with the Japan culture you really get into the whole you know with neon lights he goes mm. you know well, really I feel like that might be a a holdover from Blade Runner because well, there, there's not, a lot of that in Blade if Runner if you look at this yeah. the way he shot Japan at night you would see why I mean Blade Runner looks like that it looks yeah. like Blade Runner looks like present Japan you know the crowded part of Japan where they have all the neon lights yeah. and everybody's walking around and all the markets. Yeah, I knew I should have gotten it. And it's an early uh, Andy Garcia movie, and he's fantastic. Uh, there's also an, a famous Japanese actor who plays the police officer they get teamed with to help solve the crime. And of course, it ends. Obviously, it ends with Michael Douglas saving the day. Yeah. Doing... Is it is it Ken Takakura? Okay. I think that's it. Sure. And this is also scored. I don't know. You know this, Michael Douglas, but I you don't know, know Michael Douglas. I do not know whatever who you just said. This is also a Hans Zimmer film. Oh, yeah, he's got a lot of them. I wonder if the, it's very, very atmospheric. I don't even think it did that well. Do you think this is when Hans Zimmer was actually writing the music and not using other people to write the music? You would know better than I. Is that, is that something you want to talk about? No. Is there something <laughs> you want to get off your chest? Yeah, now? you seem upset about that. Um, and Kay Capshaw, Steven Spielberg's present wife. She plays a American who uh, woman who runs a nightclub, one of the only blondes in the whole, you know, Japanese area. Um, and you know, Michael Douglas is doing his Michael Douglas thing. You know, the kind of renegade. You know, he he's actually accused of some bribery or something, so he's got that hanging over his head, and he has to prove his, himself to the Japanese guy. Andy Garcia plays this, like. Very optimistic, very um, by-the-book cop, but he's the happy of the two guys. So they go to a karaoke bar, and Andy Garcia's up there doing a whole song. And it's, 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 a, it's again, it's a Ridley Scott, you know, the director of The Counselor? Yeah, I, so, I don't even understand, understand that at so all. So you're going to love or hate this movie, because, you know, it's Black Rain, Ridley Scott. I yeah, think, I, I think would probably I, like this movie, but... I cannot like the counselor. I know. Sorry. No. Interesting. The counselor. Is there a a female character that has sex with a car in this film? There is not. Okay, then I'll probably like it. So that's what it is. Is that what happens in the counselor? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cameron Diaz has sex with a Lamborghini. Oh, and, I know that yeah, scene. And, yeah, and it goes as bad as you... <laughs> I didn't know that was from the counselor. <laughs> yeah, but what's great about that scene, and this is why I don't understand, I guess I'm too simple, everybody hates this movie. 
the council. We're going to talk about this again. So they do that scene. And the scene is, it goes the way you would think it goes, right? <laughs> the best part of that is the way Javier Bardem is talking about that scene. Because yeah, he's a, how he, like, recounts it. Yeah, and the way he recounts it is he's as mortified as you are watching it. You know, he's explaining why it was disgusting and how it affected him now looking at her ever again just because of the, you know, the way he describes it happening. So... I, I think people hated that movie because it just was pretentious. And, the the um, dialogue um, is extremely pretentious. And it starred, it stars um, Javier Bardem, and it stars, uh, what's his name, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Characters aren't that, there's no redeeming characters really in the whole movie. There really aren't. They're all, dispi- dispi- well, there's one redeeming character, and that's Michael Fassbender's fiance, played by Penelope Cruz. So she's the one redeeming character. Penelope Cruz and well Cameron Diaz in a movie together. What's that? Penelope Cruz and Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And Pen- they, the thing they, about, did, they did another movie together, didn't they? They have? I have no idea. Maybe. Oh, they I don't, They weren't in the same the scenes, but they were in Sky Vanilla Sky, yeah. yeah. I like Vanilla Sky. That's another good movie. But they, yeah. I don't think they are, their characters ever met. But Black Rain is, is, I think it's a little over the top, obviously, like Ridley Scott. Um, but atmospherically, it's... It's well done. It's a good-looking film. And, hey, again, you, you like Andy Garcia. You really like... I mean, you like, end up liking Michael Douglas. He plays a <laughs> renegade. He plays a renegade, right? Yeah. Drives a motorcycle. You know, he's speeding, and it's a typical... Yeah, I hate very, motorcyclists, very, and they're speeding. You know. According to the Today Show's resident film critic, Gene Shalit, Michael Douglas again delivers a standout performance. Michael Douglas had a run. Let me tell you something, okay? You guys probably don't remember... The Michael Douglas run. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember. Okay. It started for me with The Streets of San Francisco, which was a TV cop show is. he did with Paul Mulvin. Oh. And he was great. He produced, you know this because you gave me the laser disc, he produced One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Michael, Michael Douglas did? Company. Yes. Yeah. So he won an Oscar for that, for producing that movie, because I think it won Best Picture. Mm. Um, then he does, you know, he did all those classic Fatal Attraction Wall Street, I mean, come on, Wall Street, you can't, he, he was great in that. Romancing the Stone with uh, Kathleen Turner. He had a run that he was just bang, everything he did, basic instinct. He started, you know, he started playing archetypal characters, right? He started playing these characters that are basic instinct. It's, you know, uh, San, uh, what's her name? Stone. Sharon Stone. Stone. You know, that whole scene with the legs yeah. opening up and how she overpowers him. Fatal Attraction, yeah. it's... Um, Glenn the, editor, the editor showed her that scene, and she was like, oh, you got to take that you out. You should see that like, scene on LaserDisc. No, that's going to be like <laughs> Why, You should see that on LaserDisc. It's awesome. I, don't even, I did see Basic Instinct here. They had it. But it uh, right on the microphone. But it wasn't... But it wasn't... I'm sorry, did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> Look at this. What is this traffic for? This is 95 traffic. Is this yep. President's Day traffic? This is just uh, Monday traffic. It's unbelievable. And this is regular um, during the day traffic. It's unbelievable. Look at that. It's lunchtime oh, traffic. We're looking at uh, Everybody's going to three lanes of heavy traffic. Uh, okay, Al, pull one more up for you. For you or for Hassan? For me. You're for you. No. I'm pulling up for oh, Hassan. Hassan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can't wait. Please, Chris, if you will. Oh. Drum roll, please. Is it one of the Playboy ones? Oh, wait, they didn't. No, I think it's a Ron Jeremy film. <laughs> Come on, I can't hold this drum roll very long. All right. Uh, well, oh, no, I don't want, hold the steering I don't wheel. want to do that one. You're Hang on. on. <laughs> this is not the We're not moving. All right, we'll do this one. 
right, and it is His Clerks. Oh, oh, nice. You guys, I can't even talk about this. You guys need to talk about it. Try not to suck dick on the way to the parking lot, Ralph. Uh, is that a reference to the movie? Yes. Could you show the uh, show it? In the, uh, back and, uh, it up a little bit. Clerics. Back it up a little bit. Keep it in focus. Here, I'll hold it. There you go. Okay, tell me about why you bought this one. Uh, honestly. <laughs> He doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's because Kevin Smith. And, you haven't uh, seen it? No, I've never oh. seen it. Oh. Uh, it's well, I ruined one of the best two. lines for you. I've seen Clerks 2, but oh, I've never seen Clerks better. and Clerks is supposed to be like one of those like classics, amazing. Yeah, it's a classic things. 1994 film, indie film, that uh, Kevin Smith paid with credit cards to make it. This is the one that put him on the map, right? Yeah. yeah. I think he went to, maybe he went to Sundance with, with this. <laughs> Weinstein. Oh, yeah. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He was on Miramax. This was a Miramax film. Yeah, it's early. It's early. Ninety four or something like that. Yeah. So, but this is this made Kevin Smith. Yeah. That's but, why uh, you bought it. Yeah. No, I was just like interested. In it. Did you like the cover? I mean, what? Oh, but you had Clerks. You've seen Clerks. Yeah, too. I mean, I've seen oh. Clerks too. It's funny, and I've never seen I've seen Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah I know. I like that one. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I'm so mad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I figured, you know see what started it all uh, and what better way to see it than on Laserdisc right yeah, you might as well yeah exactly it. we're all about Laserdisc today um, yeah I guess I could say a little bit about this yeah, yeah, please do shoot. if you know anything about it uh, so it's you know it takes place in a convenience mart and a video store in New Jersey mm-hmm. um, I would say it's pretty you know the shots and stuff aren't that great it's they're mostly static shots, and it's all... The movie's about the dialogue and the writing, really. Mm, that's what I'm expecting. So, um, there's some really famous um, conversations about, like, Star Wars and the contractors who work on the Death Star and <laughs> why, <laughs> what happened to them and why did they deserve to die, you know, that kind of thing. Really? I've never... See, I've never seen this movie. Yeah. And uh, I don't see, know why... Like, and I think that's, like, a lot... There's there have been like a lot of jokes that like reference that conversation because yeah. like it's like the stem of a lot of those. Well, things. this this movie I think turned a lot of people into really wanting to do movies too because yeah. they realized this kid, like you said, put it on his credit card. I mean, he's a hardworking guy. There's no question yeah. about it. But he was able to finance this with his credit card. Well, and, this you know, this says uh, the budget was twenty seven thousand dollars. Unbelievable. Yeah. How many credit cards do you think he had to take out for that? A and few. did he? Did he? It's all written by him. Uh, yeah, I believe so. And is Jason Mewes in this one? His he is. Buddy, yeah. Oh, he is. Jay and Silent Bob are in this. Yeah. They're not like. He's not on the cover. I know. <laughs> They're did not. You ever see Mac and Mindy make a porno? Zach, Zach and Mary. Zach and Mary. Zach and Mary. Yeah. Did I say Mac and Mindy. <laughs> Mindy and Mac. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's so funny. Smith, right? Did he direct that? Yeah, he did. Really? That was funny. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. That was that was shot in Pittsburgh as well. It was? Jason yeah. Long in that movie kills me. Jason who? Justin Long. Justin Long, sorry. What's he uh, playing though? He plays uh Is he uh, one of the crew? He's or in he... the he's in he comes back for the reunion. Oh he's, and he's the like actor. dating he's the one of the friends. Yeah, is he the actor? Friends. Uh no, 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 no. No, he doesn't no. play the actor. He's the an actor. He's uh, just like one of the gay friends. Uh, the, the blonde lady. The, the, what's like her name? The stars in that? I'm so in love with her. Um, Elizabeth well, Banks? Elizabeth yeah. Banks. Yeah. You ever see Slither that she's in? Slither? I've seen yeah. it, yeah. Have it's you ever good. seen uh, the, Hun- the Hunger Games? Yeah. She's in it. Why? Why would you watch that? I, I mean, I've seen it once. Yeah. 
because my daughter, my 11-year-old, wanted to go see that. Oh, you're so high and mighty because you got a daughter now. <laughs> well, there's nothing with a daughter has to be forcing me to see that movie. I also saw Justin Bieber's movie. Oh, my God. Or, yeah, the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you seen the movie? He's a hard uh, guy. Have you seen that movie Popstar? I have not. It's like uh, an Andy Samberg yeah. one. Is it good? Um, I heard it was pretty good, but... Little known, unknown fact, I'm in that movie. You're in Popstar? I'm in Popstar Man, with what? Andy Samberg. Um, I was in L.A. and uh, I was an extra during one of the concert scenes. Nice. Can you spot you? Yeah, you, you, you yeah, can? Yeah, my friend, and my uh, friend this, saw it. This shit needs to go in here source. Are you like, kidding me? I found you in Popstar. Like, you gotta get me yeah. the, uh, we'll get the, we'll get the laser. <laughs> yeah, get the time. Down. It's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I know. The Beaver wasn't bad. That's that documentary that introduced him to the world. Uh, I have to admit, he's a hardworking kid. But, but that and Hunger Games. Now, she's Elizabeth Banks is just, just fantastic. She's the one. It's the one woman who could knock on my door, and Jenna would go, "Go ahead, you're fine." <laughs> she's on the list. Actually, I think Jenna would come with me. <laughs> yeah, she's on that list. Uh, so, but I, I, I like that movie too. And Jason Mewes was good in that as well. He's funny. That dude, <laughs> oh yeah, that, that dude. That dude I mean, he's he's one of that that yeah. I, uh, the actor. I met him at a com uh, con one time. Got oh him. really? Yeah, I got I have the uh, 10th anniversary edition of Clerks, and I got him to sign it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Smith, one more thing before we end this because we're about to we've gone almost an hour and a half just on laser disc stuff. Have you seen Red State? Yes, I have. Kevin Smith's Red State. I I liked it up until the end. Is, is that a documentary? Which end? Which 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 do you the, consider the end? No, it's a it's a kind of a. It's, I, it's I, a horror movie, but it's a yeah. violent. It's a, a take cult. on on cults. And yeah, right wing extreme. Which religion. part of the end? I'm trying to figure out. Uh, the the no country part where John Goodman's yeah. sitting at the desk. I hated right. that. Right. Like I wanted them, because you know that they, they have that horn that plays, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. the rapture is going to happen, right. and I feel like they should have stopped there. But it was pretty funny that they. Said, no, they were farmers. And they all got busted for it. Yeah. <laughs> they were growing weed and all that. Uh, but the way everybody just dies in that movie, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. That, yeah. It's it's a really, that's a really good movie. Yeah. People it's should not see. good. I wouldn't call it a real good movie. I'd say it's an interesting film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's digital, right? He did it digitally and, you know, all digital, no film. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen anything past that, though. Because I feel like he got, he, he hit the weed train too hard. Well, I don't know. Oh, he, um. Well, he does all his podcasts, too. You know, yeah. he does a lot of review stuff. And he's got that show, Comic Book Men or something. Yeah. Know? So he's, you know, he's split in many different places. And I think he got, fr- I think, maybe I'm wrong, but he got frustrated with trying to do movies. You ever hear him talk about Bruce Willis? Oh, yeah, he hates him. Well, they had a terrible, yeah. I mean, it was terrible, that movie they did together. And, you know. Kevin Smith's coming at it like I'm a huge diehard fan, and Bruce Willis didn't give a give well, a rat's it's, ass. It's Bruce Willis collecting a paycheck. That's what he's been doing for the last uh, striking distance. Years. Though I think he earned it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> and uh, last Boy Scout, I'm telling you, Bruce Willis brings it. And look at his hair Who's too. the Boy Scout in this? He's the last Boy Scout. Oh. because he's the cop. There's a great scene yeah. where he goes, "You you you touch me again, I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> and the guy touched him again. So you got to see it. The last yeah. movie that he was remotely good in was Looper. But anything like... No, what do you mean? I mean, we'll name some and I'll tell you whether I thought they were good or not. I don't even... I don't... Yeah, see, that's the thing. Red was good. 
what? Red. Red. Uh, that's yeah, that was it. Yes. But that had an ensemble yeah. cast. That wasn't just yeah. Bruce Willis. He's doing Death Wish. That's going to be garbage. He does a couple. He's been doing a lot of straight-to-video stuff, too. He needs so. to pay that uh, spousal support. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's tough. Well, anyway, that was awesome. Uh, I think we've talked enough about Laserdiscs. This will be a special version of our podcast. We might even put this out early since I don't have to do much editing. Yeah. Um, and it's a good Patriots Day. It's a good, nice way to spend Patriots Day, don't you think? It's Patriots Day. Is that what we call President's it? President's Day. Why do I keep doing that? Because you want to celebrate Tom Brady. In your Brady. lifetime, <laughs> Al, who's your favorite president in your Gee, lifetime? I Dude, I don't have a lot to choose from. Well, pick one of the four you know. Or three you I would know. go with Obama. Okay. Hassan? I don't want to talk about this. Okay. No politics? Uh, Why does it matter? I I mean... It's, it's President's Day. Yeah, Obama. Obama okay. is the... Is that the only one you know? Well, no, but like... I mean, he did like bomb the shit out of the Middle East but before he left office. It was just like... Yeah. <sighs> Bro. I yeah. mean, we don't have a lot of... We don't, during my lifetime, we don't have a lot of Democrats to choose from. It's either him or Bill Clinton, so... I know. It's what, been tough. What, uh, it's been tough. Well, mine, uh, I have to say, it's a terrible pick. I just love Jimmy Carter. He was a terrible president. But he's a <laughs> but he's great a good human man. being. He's a great human being. And I don't think anybody can stack up to what he's done. Yeah. After the presidency. I yeah. mean, he was a terrible... It was a tough time back then, but... Uh, terrible, terrible president. Great, great human being. Hmm. Yeah. One of a kind. All right, we end on a down note, although that was not a total well, down I, note. The one thing I want to know is why they made him give up his peanut farm, but we can't make Trump give up anything. No, you really don't want to get into this, right? <laughs> because one of them, <laughs> one, because that's, one of them's break up. Jimmy Carter was a peanut farmer. Yeah. When he became president, he had to give up his business, because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You're not supposed to earn any money Something outside of the presidency. Mm-hmm. We have a president in there now who doesn't give a crap. And he's making money hand over fist in his hotel. I thought he, like, gave his stuff yeah. to his daughter. Yeah. His son's supposed to be running it. Uh, dumb and dumber. Yeah. Uh, but, no, that's not how it works. And I'm sorry for all you Trump supporters who are watching our show, which there are none. <laughs> so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, yeah, he's, he's making money hand over fist. He doesn't give a shit. And he's flouting his nose at everybody. And, you know. But someone's coming to get him. And his name is Robert Mueller. <laughs> So we'll see what happens. His name is Robert Mueller. His name is Robert Mueller. Did I say that wrong? No. Anyway. It's a okay. Fight Club reference, but okay. It is? Well, his name his name was Robert Paulson oh. when uh, Meatloaf dies. Yeah. Oh, he had boobs. Yeah, he did. Bitch tip Bob. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's a good movie. Another good movie. No Fight Club uh, laser discs. So no Fight Club. Oh, I wish. I think it came out after. I would have wish I, I would have paid 150 for that. If Can you it was imagine half off. that guy has 13,000 laser discs in a warehouse? I want to go oh, see his I, warehouse. No kidding. <laughs> I'd pay to do that, right? Pay and 20 I, bucks? Yeah, just let me. Do walk we even around. have that many days left on Earth to watch all those laser discs? <laughs> That's not the point. I mean, I'm not going to get isn't 13,000. It, isn't it though. the point? <laughs> no, then I need a warehouse. That that defeats the purpose. I already have too many to fill out. I got to move some stuff to put this stuff in that I just bought. <laughs> You know, it's it's terrible. It's a disease. It's a disease. It's the American disease. It's a disease, and Laserdisc is the cure. You know what I'm saying? You feel good holding that, don't you? I do. Huh? Like, He's ready. I don't feel like I don't, I don't feel like I you frame like when that? I'm holding vinyls. I feel like I'm like faking being. Put that up in your QC office, huh? Yeah, man. Hmm? Frame it. Yeah. You need to show that off. Yeah. 
get swag. All right, that's the end of this podcast. We're sorry Sean Murphy could not join us. Sean Paul Murphy. Sean, we say hello. He's too uh, busy writing a new film. I did buy him a laser disc. I bought him Runaway Train, one of his favorite movies. Uh, yes, he's writing. He's in his, uh, in his office writing a movie. I'm writing a, a book or a screenplay. What's he doing? Maybe both. Anyway, he's the resident writer of the group. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's name-dropping in all his sentences. He's, uh, he probably is. So anyway, that's the end of this podcast. And until next time, we'll see you again. Now, Peter's name. Over and out for you.